1: We pay our respect to the Elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Animal liberation.
2: Animal liberation. Animal liberation. World.
3: Welcome to Freedom of Species, the radio show that brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. That was Sally with Out of the Pan and her last track was Wendy Matthews, The Day You Went Away. Love that song. It's a great yeah. song. I haven't heard that song for a really long time. Yeah. 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 One from the 90s. And um, yeah.
0: Ages ago. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My name's Trevor. This is Carolyn. Hello. Uh, we are your hosts for today, Freedom of Species. Yes. And today's show... I'll throw over to Carolyn.
0: Okay. So today's show um, really is um, our solidarity with Palestinians. And we will talk about um, the links with veganism and why people should care about the plight of Palestinians. And I think first, um, if we could just really express our, you know, deep sorrow and um, grief for what's unfolding in Palestine, it's... um, yes absolutely shocking beyond words and and also to express our unwavering solidarity I think that's that's some um, really really important
3: yeah it's been over seventy years since the end of World War two and mm. it's it's just been it it has peaks and troughs, but it's just been continuous in in that yeah just just that ongoing invasion and yeah. and genocide yeah which which i think is it's a shame that the western mainstream media doesn't doesn't highlight that very often at all no and it gets lost so no. um i guess the first thing we wanted to say i guess is is if you are and and by n- by no fault of anyone um living in australia it's it's hard to be up to speed on these sort of issues mm-hmm. or to even know much about it it's it's mm-hmm. on the other side of the world figuratively and literally and it's not in our faces um and when it is it's through different media that have different biases that that mm. put a spin on it um so i guess first we wanted to yeah give people a bit of a, a mini background on what's why? happening yeah. and why we are saying the things that we're saying about the issue um so firstly palestine was invaded at the end of world war Two. Against their will, um, they they have not given up sovereignty. Very similar to what's happened in other colonial um, invasions across mm-hmm. the world, including this country we live in, Australia, including Aotearoa and in New Zealand, many other places. It was an invasion against their will. They mm-hmm. have never stopped fighting to have their homeland, and they it has been, I guess, rubber stamped by most of the Western. Western countries and Western governments Mm. Um, at the end of world war two, there was new borders drawn up without Palestine's consent and without most Arab countries consent in the, in the region. And that's been, that's the starting point is an invasion. So um, if, if people are having trouble thinking about that, we, we really invite you to think about what's maybe closer to home and what's happening here in our country that we live in and, we all pretty much agree that we're living on stolen land right now Mm. and it's been going on for hundreds of years and that sovereignty wasn't ceded and that the fight is ongoing and that it was a genocide. And I'm I'm not trying to be an authority on the subject, but there are... People can look up things like the Black Palestinian Solidarity um, events and conferences and look at First Nations um, activists from Australia who have been very vocal in their support of Palestine's struggle because Mm. they see the the striking similarity in exactly what's happening of colonial invasion and genocide and a a taking of land. Mm. So it's... It's happened in many countries. Yeah. Um, it's ongoing yeah. It's still ongoing. in many countries. And that's the
0: thing. It's ongoing, isn't it? Yeah.
3: And Israel invading Palestine is just one more example of this colonial expansion that's ongoing. And that they're, they're doing that through through genocide and through colonialism. Mm. Yeah. So, people might be thinking, well, I understand all of that, but why is that relevant to freedom of species? And why... Is an animal advocacy show talking about these issues
0: yeah well for for a few reasons and and I think that um you articulated this really well travel when we were talking earlier that um people are not the only occupants of land exactly so there are animals many animals many species of animals living on all of these occupied lands yes and when they're um, facing I mean, they're facing their own annihilation. yeah. and you know we can talk about um, settler colonialism here in so-called Australia. and as discussed, you know tenets of that are genocide, um, mass clearing of land and yeah. habitat that disrupts you know native animals. Um, and sett- animals
3: being both the victims and also the tools used to further oppress and grab land. So, Hopefully people are aware that grazing and clearing of land is a tool of colonisation to keep control of large amounts of land. So there's the conversion of you know, native woodland into pastures and yeah. then there's the mass production of sheep or cows or other yeah. animals to keep that land in that new formation and it, it degrades the land, it degrades the ecosystem, it, it ruins the, the balance of, of the ecosystem that's there, but it also serves as a way to keep control of large amounts of land easier. Yeah. And it allows the ongoing expansion in a colonial way. So Absolutely. we've seen animals being the victim, often native animals, mm. but then also introduced species being the tools of that oppression. Yeah. And they're not just because they're the tools doesn't mean they're not also being used and abused. Oh, absolutely. So it's not that they've got it necessarily any better off than the victim animals or the native animals that are often being exterminated or, or, or wiped down in, in their population numbers. Absolutely. So we're not experts with what's on the, on the ground happening in Palestine. Uh, we're not claiming mm-hmm. to be, but we definitely see the parallels and we know that these issues are global issues. They affect everyone who's under a colonial um, invasion government and that's ongoing in many countries. Yeah, And um, we think it's important to, to see those similarities. And if, if you are uncertain about what you think about what's happening over there with Palestine is to start with what you know a bit more about in terms of our current colonial invasion of this country mm. and see what would be similar, what's going to be mirrored in other colonial invasions around the world and start there, start start from a, a place of solidarity thinking, well, yeah. this is what I know is happening in my backyard, so to speak. Let's look for what's similar that's happening
0: overseas. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think we also want to state that, um, you know, the Freedom of Species team really um, believe in total liberation. That's yes. the lens through which we view where we want to head justice in, in, in the general. world and yeah. where and where we see justice. And so when we talk about total liberation, um, which is sometimes called total liberation ecology or veganism, <laughs> yep. we're really also talking about a political philosophy and movement that combines anarchism with a commitment to animal and earth liberation. Yes. So while we are opposing the state, right? Yep we also want to – we also are really concerned with opposing additional forms of human oppression as well as the oppression of animals and ecosystems. So that kind of oppression can look like capitalism, patriarchy, racism, heterosexism, disabilism, ageism, speciesism. Colonialism.
3: Absolutely. You probably said that one, but just (laughs) to reiterate
0: (laughs) – so it's all connected. You know, no one is free if we're not all free.
3: That's it. It's the the underpinning moral values that most people use to arrive at being vegan or being animal advocates yeah. and seeing the injustice that's happening. When you apply those same values to other groups of people who are also being othered and oppressed, it's only logical to be consistent in that which is why another term is consistent anti-oppression, to be against oppression no matter who is suffering the oppression. Yeah, absolutely. Whether that's animals, humans, whether it's a mix, no matter who it is. And um, as you said that it affects multiple issues, one being racism, Mm -hmm. we also wanted to point out that racism and speciesism have been very closely intertwined over hundreds and thousands of years but still mm-hmm. to this day, and there's many, many amazing black and people of color activists who have spoken on this. I know Christopher Sebastian is one that comes to mm-hmm. mind. Um, they they talk about how the same language is used to otherize people of a, of a, of a race. Mm-hmm. And the same language is used to then otherize animals. Yeah. And that it's often the exact same language or they will animalize people yeah. or they will... They will Refer to animals as people of a of a lower class in order to make people think it's okay to exterminate them. Like they'll call some people rats or yeah or vermin. Right. Um. You know th- that sort of language is used, and I think you've even got to some, uphold
0: speciesism. Right.
3: Exactly. Racism and speciesism Correct. together. Correct. Yes.
0: And yeah, I do have some quite um, shocking comments that I really did want to share. Uh, that we don't see in the mainstream media and that's the really important thing I think about 3CR that we can bring you know some depth to to some of these discussions this is a comment by um, the defense minister of Israel on October 9 in a televised address there will be no electricity no food no fuel everything is closed we are fighting animal people and we are acting accordingly
3: and that mindset shows a, an, a, a a superiority above animals, and then trying to reclassify some humans as animals. So it's it's doing both. It's doing yeah. the racism and the speciesism of saying, "I'm better than animals, and I'm better than these humans of a different race because I see
0: them the same as animals." Yeah, another one that just um, really indicates the the targeting and the um, determination to annihilate, this is from the major general of the Israeli army who said, again, on October 9, but in um, some social media, that animal humans will be treated accordingly. You wanted hell and you'll get hell. Wow. Yeah. And calls to, you know, wipe out people's families. Um, It's really heavy stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 Even the Prime Minister, the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, is saying we will turn Gaza into an island of ruins. Yeah. So that's really determined language Mm. to continue with the absolute annihilation um, of Gaza. And that means everyone living there. Yeah. People and animals. And while there's been some really lovely stories of um, resistance and what people were doing on the ground and there are some incredible um, animal um, advocacy rescues, et cetera, Palestinian Animal League League and others, um, people finding their cats, you know. As it came to this weekend and what we saw is a, a complete blackout of electricity And of the internet. So Mm. people are essentially in darkness. Yeah. They're only in darkness. So no one can see what's actually happening on the ground. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I think we really invite listeners to try and see these links and to really be vocal about it and call it out. So, you know, when you see people or when you see phrases in the media that are speciesist and racist... See those links don't don't ignore it and and really like stand up against both. We don't want you to it's not about standing up just against one or the other but mm. what's right is right and what's what's wrong is wrong and use that same moral value judgments that you're making and you're more comfortable with with your other advocacy and try and incorporate more to that. And mm. you know when you see these statements that are both racist and speciesist Mention both. Don't just mention one or the other. Really try and get people thinking of seeing these links because if we're only trying to fight one front of oppression at a time, we're not going to get anywhere. We need to be all fronts of oppression at the same time, putting pressure all the time. Yeah. And um, I think a good example of that, which we were talking about before the show, which we should mention, is Gary Yourofsky in terms of someone that we should be very critical of in the way that their language is used, yeah, and it can show how if you only fight one battle or one front and completely ignore the other sides of oppression,
0: then you're actually going to be doing more damage than
3: than positive
0: most definitely, and and I think people know Goovsky Gar- from the speech that he made at Georgia Tech University, I believe, yeah um which has been widely um circulated. I don't know if people are aware of some of his comments, which I won't share in detail, but you can look them up, in which he calls for violence against people who aren't vegan. Yep. He said incredibly racist um, and derogatory things about Palestinians.
3: So for people who don't know, Gary Roski lives in Israel, or, or most... I think he lives in America, but he's, he's yeah. Jewish and he, he yeah. had, has spent a lot of time in Israel and in America.
0: And has been credited with... The rise of veganism in Israel, in Israel, which we might need to leave for another show, yeah, because there's a lot, a lot of depth to that as well. Um, and I think it's really incumbent upon us to be responsible in our animal rights advocacy and not um, use phrases and not do things that essentially cause harm. Exactly.
3: I mean, he said incredibly sexist things, incredibly racist things, um, like sexist things um, about. Um, sexual assault being wished mm. upon women. Um, yeah. He said things that the Palestinian people, are some of the the worst people on the planet in his yeah. view, and that they should be annihilated. Um, it, it shows what this single issue advocacy, if left unchecked, what, it, what, 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 what becomes from that. If yeah. people are on this animal first or animals only, and they don't see how these other issues are related... They're actually propping up at the same time the racism, which then fuels speciesism, or they're propping up Correct. the sexism that then later bounces out and fuels more speciesism. So Correct. it's.
0: Correct. And it causes harm. And it also is really ignorant because there are Palestinian um, vegan organizations. Exactly. As we discussed, there's Palestinian animal rescues. Um, there are vegans and animal rights advocates all over the globe. And, um, you know, I think we really do have to be more responsible in the way that we choose to advocate and the things that we choose to share. Definitely. Yeah.
3: So as we said, we're not experts. We just want to give a bit of a background on this issue and why it's relevant to animal advocates and vegans and animal rights activists. And if it's not currently on your radar, why it should be on your radar and why it'd be good to try and do a bit of research and look into these things. And after the break... We're going to pass over to some speeches yeah. from last week's rally in solidarity with Palestine.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
3: Which is also happening today. It is by happening the way. today. Yeah. So we can't be there, which is why we're doing this show. And um, yeah, we hope that you enjoy those speeches after the break. But we're going to go to a track first. Um, as you might imagine, we're going to be playing some Palestinian music today. And this first track, I'm probably going to mispronounce a lot of these artists and I apologise, but I'll do my best. This is Rashara Nahas and it's from an album from this year called Amrat, um, and this track was the last track on the album
4: called Rood. <laughs> حاولت امحو قصتي وكياني بس الجرح اللي فتحته عبيت التراب وزرعته ورود أوه. في شباك سنيني طلع وادي انام بليل وفي برداني الشتاء نزلو سقاني لمس ودروسه معاني بس البحر اللي قطعتو قد ما عشقتو تركتو ع الافق ايدو والجرح اللي فتحتو عبيتو تراب وزرعتو ورود في بداخلي عالم بعدني مش شايفته في بداخلي اطفال بعدني مش خلقتهم في بداخلي اغاني بتدق الباب كل ما تحس الاكتئاب عم يخنق في طفل جواتي ادي في امرأة جواتي ده تفلت في زلمي لازم يسكت يغير أسليب تأتعلم أعيش وحب حالي عن قريب والجرح اللي فتحته عبيته التراب وزرعته وروح My shit to trek to the horizon. Ooh, ooh, Bachelet Tatu at my shit to trek to Al Ufuki do.
5: Have fun on Melbourne Cup Day, but without the cruelty by saying nupt to the cup. Join Coalition for the Protection of Racehorses and Ten Fingers on Tuesday, 7th of November for fashions on the field at the Flemington Bowls Club from 11am. Live music, DJs, delicious food, lawn bowls, outlandish dress-ups and human
4: races.
5: Let's celebrate animals, not exploit them. Visit nuptothecup.org for tickets. Help us make the first Tuesday of November a party for the animals. Up to the Cup is a 3CR supporter.
6: Okay, this is a uh, logging operation. Any person found within this coop is offending. Can they please leave? You're allowed no closer than the bridge down the track there. Any person that's found in the coop will be arrested and charged. i direct that you all leave now.
1: Gecko's turning 30 and we're having a party. The Goongrae Environment Centre has been fighting to protect East Gippsland's forest since 1993 and we want a party with you. There'll be music, performances, food, drink, old friends and new friends. What better way to celebrate the end of native forest logging in Victoria? From December 1st to the 3rd in Goongra, East Gippsland. To find out more, go to gecko.org.au.
4: Gecko, 30 years fighting for forests. Get down to the party. Celebrate with us. A 3CR supporter.
3: Welcome back to Freedom of Species. Before the break, you heard Russia Nahas with Rud, And that was actually a live recording. It's on the end of the oh, album. That was
0: a lovely song. It is great. Yeah. So today our show is about us standing in solidarity um, with Palestinians. Yes. With the absolutely inconceivable genocide that's unfolding. And I did want to really um, emphasise... That when we say we stand with Palestinians and we stand in support of them um, and in so- solidarity with them, what we also were saying is that we oppose the actions of the Israeli government. Yes, we do not at all support anti-Semitism. That's correct. There are many yes. many people who are trying Jewish. to conflate the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are many people who are Jewish who do not support. Um, the actions of the Israeli government. Yes, there are um, people who've tried to argue that support for Palestine is anti-Jewish and frankly, I, I can't see that. Sadly, there have been reports of um, an increase in anti-Semitism in recent weeks yes. as there have been um, an increase in Islamophobia and yes, we condemn so both. definitely so i just really thought like that's important um for us to be really clear about i agree
3: yeah so both jewish people as a religion and jewish people mm. as a race or ethnicity um we have nothing at all against and we we totally also stand in solidarity with their plight through anti-semitism yeah, we do which has been ongoing for mm. for decades and decades um so we we want to be really clear on that yeah that um you, you can we can do both and we should do both. Absolutely. It's not about one or the other.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to listen to some speeches now and um, as mentioned in um, Nam, so-called Melbourne, there have been um, Palestinian solidarity um, rallies for the last couple of Sundays. This is the third week they're on. And um, we know some fantastic 3CR people are there and we'll probably be there as well if we weren't doing this show. So what we wanted to do is bring to you some of the speeches from last Sunday's event because we're very mindful as well. It's not always possible for everybody to attend um, these events and you don't wanna miss out on hearing what's being discussed Definitely. because they're really important um, speeches and we really wanna hear from the people who are directly impacted. So we're just gonna to listen to, um, I think there's three speeches. Okay, here we go.
3: That so we have people of conscience supporting us
2: everywhere around the world and here in
4: Melbourne today.
3: Next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have the leader of the Australian Greens, a dear friend of Palestine, Mr. Adam Bent.
2: Thanks, Nassim. I also want to acknowledge the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri, pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded in this country. And as Luke said to all our communities who are hurting after the result last week, we will not stop. march to tell the truth and for First Nations justice in this country. Right right now in Gaza there are over 2 million people and they are predominantly children, 40% under the age of 15. And those over 2 million people are being starved, dehydrated and bombed. (laughs) Even a week ago, the United Nations on the ground was saying that the directions being given to them to evacuate their homes and hospitals were unlawful and were a death sentence. They were telling us that the hospital system was on the brink of collapse and that no food and fuel and water was getting to where it needed to go. When you have two million people in a walled-in primary school and you then sanction a bombing of an area half the size of Canberra by one of the world's most powerful military forces, that turns a humanitarian disaster into a humanitarian catastrophe. And that's why we say the war on Gaza must stop. It must stop. Earlier this week in Parliament, there was a vote. The Greens voted against the invasion of Gaza, while the rest of the Parliament voted for it. We voted against it, not just because it would turn a humanitarian disaster, into a humanitarian catastrophe, but because it amounts a se- to a siege and an invasion, that is collective punishment. That is a war crime. Yeah. Collectively punishing and killing children as a f- is not self defence. It's a war crime. Yeah. We, like everyone else in this country, condemn the taking of hostages and we mourn the 1,400 Israelis who have lost their lives, but we must also mourn the 4,000 Palestinians who have been killed and the death toll that is going to continue to rise if this invasion continues. Right, Very soon, our Prime Minister is meeting with U.S. President Biden. When when they sit down, when, when our Prime Minister and the U.S. President sit down and talk, they must be talking, not just for a plan for the immediate release of the hostages, but for an immediate ceasefire and an end to the invasion. That is what the world community must be pushing for. And while they're there, They can also be working out a plan to end the occupation of Palestine. And until then we will come out and we will speak out and we will build the biggest movement for peace that this world has seen for a long time. And right now you are part of a global push for peace that is seeing hundreds of thousands of people take to the streets to say end the war on gaza end the invasion peace for palestine now and i can tell you and remind you what you already know that in this country when a movement of peace for peace comes together We have changed the minds of Australian governments and stopped wars before, and we will do it again. So I want to say thank you all for turning out to so peacefully show the rest of this country, Australia, that what we want for the people in Palestine is the right to live in peace a just peace and the freedom and security that everyone else takes for granted. That is what we want and that will start with an immediate ceasefire and an end to the invasion. Thank you all for joining this global push for peace and for standing up for a true peace and for freedom and for justice and we will keep coming together until there is peace. Free, free Palestine, free, free, Palestine.
4: Free, free, Palestine. Free, free Palestine shame shame Biden, shame, 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 Biden shame. Stop, playing stop playing Israel's game
1: but I'd like to first introduce our next speaker Lily Cohen she is a member of the loud Jew Collective and a group of anti-zionist Jewish organizers here based in Melbourne. I want to acknowledge that we are meeting on the stolen lands of Wurundjeri Warang people of the Koral Nation. I stand here as a Jewish settler and uninvited guest. Many in my community want me to think that Palestinians are my enemy. I refuse and and I am not alone. From Naam to Turtle Island and al Jews refuse. We refuse because we see what is going on in Gaza and across the whole of historic Palestine. Israel's campaign of bombing in Gaza has killed over 4,000 people with 3,500 wounded, many in critical condition. And what will become of the wounded if not even hospitals are saved from fire? Shame. More than a million Palestinians have been coerced from their homes. But where will they go when they? not even the so-called safe zones are safe from fire? Shame! What will happen when the Israeli government has been calling for another Nakba, wiping Gaza off the face of the earth and turning Gaza into a slaughterhouse? Shame! Shame. And the reason I know these things is because Palestinians resist and continue to document the horrors perpetrated by Israel. Even now, when electricity is cut off and the social media are being shut down. I am descended from Holocaust victims and I know genocide is not a legal abstraction. It begins slowly and then all at once in large and small acts by individuals and by militaries. I refuse to let my grief make me blind to what is happening in Palestine. We refuse to let our grief be weaponized as we mourn our dead, because this didn't start on October 7th, And so in my grief I say, in large and small acts, it is clear to me that Israel has aimed to destroy Palestine and Palestinians. Shame! Shame. I am indebted to Indigenous activists and academics in so-called Australia who have taught me to recognise the logics of settler states and their subjects. And even after Nakba and 75 years of brutal occupation and settlement and these past two atrocious weeks, Palestinians still ask Jews to speak at rallies for Palestine. I am awed by the generosity of Palestinians and so grateful to be invited to speak. Many in my community want me to see Palestinians as the enemy. They tell me that I have no right to an opinion because of where I live. But I know that there are some violent systems I cannot divest from. That at any moment I could move to historic Palestine, but Palestinians cannot return. In this moment Palestinians in the West Bank are being raided in their homes and Jewish settlers are being armed with automatic weapons. Shame! But Palestinians continue to resist, and you teach me, there is no such thing as safety for some, when Jewish safety in Israel has always meant the ethnic cleansing of others. What safety is this? I refuse to see Palestinians as my enemy because no one is free until we are all free. Jews will not be free until Palestine is free. His name is Dr. Muhib Nabulsi. He is a Palestinian organizer, writer, and filmmaker, living on exile, in exile on unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people in Eastern Kulin Nation. And is he speak to us
2: about Palestinian pain, because our pain is shared with you all today. Thank you, ma'am. Um,
6: firstly, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take that as a compliment. Um, Hi everyone. Um, at rallies for Palestine in the last couple of weeks, Palestinians and First Nations people alike have um, said this, and I'm going to say it again today, which is that the Palestinian struggle for liberation and the struggle for self-determination of the First Nations people of this continent, our struggles are forever inextricably linked. And it's not only our two struggles that must be, that will necessarily be fought together, but we fight alongside all indigenous peoples around the world in our shared struggles against settler colonial domination, asserting our sovereignty and love for our land and people every day. On the day the Palestinians broke out of the world's biggest open-air prison and we rejoiced at the sight of that monstrous fence ripped in two. There was a stop deaths in custody rally right here in the same spot on the lands of the Eastern Kulin Nation, the sovereignty of which was never ceded to any colonizer. At that rally, First Nations activists and organizers described the slow genocide against blackfellas in the Australian colony particularly the fact that despite the fanfare around the voice from the government, they still haven't enacted the recommendations of the Royal Commission into deaths in custody more than 20 years old. When so-called Australians talk of war as if it's something that only happens far away, they form part of the propaganda machine in this country that obscures the ongoing war on the First Nations people of this continent. As long as this war continues, so will so-called Israel's war and genocidal occupation of Palestine continue. We must resist on every colonial and imperial front. As the state of Israel continues its genocidal attacks on Gaza, politicians and others in positions of power here elsewhere in the West have made clear their complete disregard for Palestinian life in the same way they show complete disregard for the lives of indigenous peoples everywhere. Shame. But look around the world at the popular popular support for the Palestinian struggle right now and governments are starting to feel the heat. You can see it in these coward politicians' faces. But Let's be clear about what me and my people want. Israel must stop its genocidal attack on Gaza, but I'm sick to death of politicians calling for a ceasefire only now when they think that their political career might suffer. After such a ceasefire, they will be happy to see Palestine and Palestinians subjected to the same regimes of slow violence this colony uses against First Nation folks here every day, to this day. I'm going to assume by all of your here today that you support Palestine in our calls for more. Now I'm going to ask you all a question, and I want to be clear, this is something to celebrate, not to be ashamed of, so I'd like everyone to answer honestly. For how many people here is this their first rally for Palestine? Can you put your hand up? Wow. Now I've got something to tell all you first-time protesters. There's no going back from here. If I'm walking down the street, somewhere around town, and I see one of you in your front yard, I expect to be promptly invited in for tea. Such are the standards of Palestinian hospitality. But in all seriousness, there is no going back. There's no going back to a time in your life when you thought that Israel's genocidal settler colonial project was just a distant conflict. You will no longer think that any indigenous struggle is different to any other in its aims, which are always land back. You will start to make the connections between different colonial regimes around the world, including here in so-called Australia. Now I tell you these things, I say you will. I don't say them as commands. I say them as expressions of my faith in you. You're part... Well, lost my spot. You're part of the struggle now, and I expect you to live up to the responsibility that comes with that. I expect you to actively engage in the struggle, and I don't mean charity. I don't mean giving a few dollars here and there. While the people of Gaza, and I mean all people in Gaza, regardless of their age or gender, enough with with just the women and children bullshit, need financial support right now. Charity will not bring liberation to the people, land, waters, and air of Palestine or any other indigenous people. In fact, the money you donate might not even make it to Gaza unless you are applying pressure in other ways. They've let 20 trucks into Gaza so far. 20 for 2.2 million people. There isn't isn't fuel in any of these trucks for the people of Gaza. So the hospitals, the ones that Israel hasn't bombed yet, can't operate their emergency generators. Another thing, you will come to understand that when colonizers say Israel's right to exist, I couldn't do quotation marks because I both my hands are uh, occupied, they mean their own right to exist as colonial occupiers, which, you'll see it in their faces, they know is completely fraudulent. Now, I think I'm yeah, over my time, so thank you to everyone for coming today. Free, free Palestine. Free.
3: So that was some speeches from last week's event in Nam mm. at the State Library, I believe. That's right. From uh, was it Free Palestine Melbourne? Melbourne? Yeah. That was the organisers. Yeah. That was some great speeches, Absolutely. especially those last couple. Yeah. yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope um, I hope that you can attend one of the future events because mm. they're not going to stop; they're going to continue. Correct. So if you did like those speeches and you want to see more and you want to show your support in person please get out to the next Free Palestine rally
0: and show Absolutely. your support. Absolutely. And you can also catch up with um, some of the other um, speeches and things. I know 3CR um, have actually been out capturing those. So there's quite a lot of, um, you know, content available here, which we'll link to as well in the show notes. Fantastic. So we're going to go to our second track. This is a song by
3: Therese Slimman. And uh, this is from her album in 2020, which was called, the album was When the Waves. And this song is When Tables Will Turn.
7: احتمال وعليك الغناء كلما قلت محال سنقرع القبول عاليا باسم الجمال دار التلاب يلي حنيت طهور دار التلاب بالريش تعلق حل فكره الطبول عاليا دار يلي Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children aged 3 and 4 can access 15 hours per week of free kinder. Kinder programs provide culturally safe places for children and families and are led by qualified teachers. Enroll for 2024. Speak with your preferred kinder service or local council today about how to register for a place. COREy Kids Shine at Kindergarten. Find out more at vic.gov.au forward slash kinder. Authorised by the Victorian Government Melbourne.
5: A 3CR supporter.
7: Fafias are Palestinian scarves, and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes fafias and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kaffiya to an array of modern designs. Explore the range and order online, or drop by 3CR during business hours. For your support for the rights of Palestinians, go to kufias.org.au. that's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au, a 3CR supporter.
3: Welcome back to Freedom of Species. Before that break it was Therese Slimman with When Tables Will Turn and I yeah, loved that. Really cool I track, loved wasn't that song. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got a really like haunting sort of mood to mm. it, but
0: mm.
3: yeah, really nice.
0: And incredible speeches. Yes, the, we hope you enjoyed, enjoyed those speeches.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And um there'll be more today. More today. Which hopefully people are recording. Yeah. And there'll be more events in future mm. as well. Absolutely. So
0: um, yeah. I thought one thing we did want to mention is our um, co-host Harley had recorded a really fantastic presentation that we will air on another show um, back in 2019, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. So it was at the last um, Animal Activist Forum in in um, Nam, And Harley talked about her experience um, in Palestine, the time that she'd spent there, And the time that she'd spent volunteering with um, Palestinian Animal League Yeah, P-A-L Yeah, I think it was called Animals Under Occupation The name of her talk I think her talk I think so uh, Absolutely fantastic So we will definitely um, play that on another show Because obviously that event was a few years ago And also recognising that not not everybody could get there And I always think things like this that stick with you You want to go back and listen to again So we'll definitely do that um, in the coming weeks. Yeah, that would be good. So um, we hope you've enjoyed the show today.
3: Is there anything else that we wanted to mention before we wrap up?
0: Um, I guess possibly just to um, get people to think about how interconnected these issues are. And if I can um, just refer to um, Dr. Angela Davis, yeah. that many people will know. He's a long-term um, vegan animal rights advocate prison abolitionist, author, academic, Mm. the list goes on. And, you know, I think um, Angela really invites us to understand those connections between global systems of oppression and how they really bear down. They they harm all of us, but that they really bear down on Indigenous, Black, Brown, Queer and other marginalised communities, and that includes animals. Yeah. Animals who are denied their rights, so, while it might not be immediately apparent why we would do a show like this, um, as one of the speakers said, you know, none of us are free until we're all free. Yeah. And it and really is important that as we want to work for justice for animals, that we actually have a broader vision about justice for all. Yes. And it's really, really critical.
3: And we'd also, if people were interested to learn more about that, more specific to animal issues and veganism... Mm-hmm. There's the consistent anti-oppression movement and the yeah. vegan bill of consistent anti-oppression, yeah. which was put together by um, some great women just before COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you go to, I think it's just www.consistentantioppression.com yep. and read through that. It's a great document which really outlines the, the whole concepts of what it means to be equally against all oppression and how they are related and what that means to to try and inform your advocacy to be so that you're not just fighting on one front as that last speaker that we heard I hope you listened to in in that segment said we can't just be fighting one front we have to be fighting like they were talking about colonialism on all fronts but we have to be fighting injustice on all fronts at the same yeah. time as well and i think personally i think consistent anti-oppression helps inform that and helps you learn how to do that better yeah. and to make sure that your advocacy isn't just focusing on one point and letting others suffer. You can yeah. still focus on one thing, but make sure you're not detracting from other issues right. at the same time. Absolutely,
0: And for people who want to um, focus their attention on animal rights advocacy, absolutely. You know, we totally support that. Yeah. However, don't deny the existence of other forms of oppression. Exactly. That is really, really important. And I did just want to mention um, a comment that I saw on social media the other day, which was referring to some animal rights advocates being, um, you know, not, not really speaking up about what's happening in Palestine. And they referred back to, um, I think, a campaign a little while ago where people were holding signs saying, if you were in a cage, I'd be fighting for you too. Mm. So if you identified with that message and you, you were trying to use that message for to people to understand the plight of animals, yeah. please reflect on that and please think this is the time, th- sorry, this is not the time to be silent.
3: Well, this is the time to fight for people is, who are trapped in a cage. Correct. Otherwise known as West Bank and Gaza. Yeah yeah exactly yeah and to really sort of put your your money where your mouth is and follow through with what you're saying yeah and that that makes the difference of whether you're doing it just for show or just to try and convert people to your cause or do you actually believe in what you're saying when you're when you're saying these advocacy statements and you want to follow through with it Mm.
0: and as we said in the beginning of the show we're not experts on what's happening in palestine um, we're really horrified. We share our solidarity with all Palestinians. And we are all in this together. So we're all learning. We're all developing our advocacy, expanding our worldview. I mean, that's what it means to be involved in a liberation movement. Yeah. And um, you know, we really hope that you enjoyed the show. And we'd really love your feedback. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at freedomofspecies at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Trev. It's yeah, been a great conversation. Up next is
3: Rotations, so stick around for that. And we're going to finish with a song by Anna Tejus and featuring the Palestinian rapper Shadia Mansour. This song is Somosur. <laughs>
5: Nadie sobre todos faltan, todos suman, todos para todos, todo para nosotros Soñamos en grande que se caiga el imperio Lo gritamos algo, no queda más remedio Esto no es utopía, es alegre rebeldía Del baile de los que sobran de la danza Levantarlos para decir ya Ni África, ni América Latina se subas Con barro, con casco, con lápiz a patear el fiasco Provocar un social terremoto en este charque. ¡Vamos!